Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Streaming across the globe, Ben Norris, Rob McKnight, and David Robinson. Ben, Rob, and Rob, Welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Here's Rob McKnight. Hello and welcome to a big new week of the Ben Robin Robbo Show. We are just absolutely thrilled to have your company today. And there's plenty to talk about and lots of good men to do the talking with me. Hello, David Robinson. Hello, Benjamin Norris. Robbo, we're going to be getting a visit from Mrs. Robinson today. We are. Look, Rob, I try and stop this woman from getting on TV, but once once she had a taste of it, she can never, never give it up. Um, you, you know, it, it's been a while between <laughs> drinks for Mrs. Robinson, uh, and she just loves talking really? to very attractive men. And I, I've got it to doesn't you, seem like she always women. seems like she's on the sauce, Rob. <laughs> Well, it's the only sources there, uh, Rob. I've got to tell you that it's 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 been a drought everywhere else in her life, um, but she's loving doing these uh, uh, these interviews for our show, and uh, she's very very happy. And it, it, can I say though, she's told me privately that she has a very big crush on both of you. Oh wow! And she only has a chance with one of us. Oh. Well, you've never seen <laughs> you do have the right plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, move on now. This is my, this is my grandmother. I'm not saying about. anything. Yeah, exactly right. You know, I'm like, is this Mrs. Doubtfire or is this Mrs. Robinson? <laughs> hey, look, uh, good question. And while you were Robinson. About- Pure Robinson. Hey, uh, look, there's so much coming up on uh, today's show and this week's shows before we get into our hot-button topics. We have uh, Olivia Vivian from Ninja Warrior coming up a little later. We've got uh, two of the eliminated... Well, not eliminated. They found love on Bachelor in Paradise because Mm. last night was the big commitment ceremony. On tomorrow's show, we will have the first eliminated contestant from The Masked Singer. So whatever celebrity that is, they will be here. It's not necessarily that that character there. That's a generic image. But they will be up on the show. Wednesday, Reggie from Big Brother will be co-hosting the show. And if anyone has ever seen our Eye on Big Brother video cast, you will know that will not be one to miss, especially if she's having a few drinks. It might be washed out Wednesday instead of tipsy Thursday. (laughs) And on Thursday, none other than Grant Daniel will be gracing his presence on the Ben Robin Robbo show. And to say he's worried would be an understatement. He's worried how he's going to get himself into hot water. He's already told us, so <laughs> let's see what we can do. Come on. <laughs> wonderful man. He is a wonderful man. All of that and so much more coming up. But 
first, I want to bring you some updates on what's happening in the world of COVID-19 headlines. And there have been 19 deaths over the past 24 hours in Victoria in what is being called Australia's deadliest day. With 322 new cases in the state, the Herald Sun reports coronavirus infections are among healthcare staff. Coronavirus infections among healthcare staff have more than doubled in the past fortnight, amid concerns that the true scale of the problem is being underestimated. In Queensland, fears of an outbreak after illegal border crossings have not come to pass, with just one new case reported. The government says restrictions on aged care with the affected areas can now be lifted. But Queensland is fearful the New South Wales bubble is moving north. Currently, cases are only as far as Newcastle, but Chief Health Minister Jeanette Young warns there will be no exceptions to crossing the border if the virus spreads towards Queensland. Border communities are being warned to think about their next steps. Now, let's take a look at what's happening internationally now, and the US has just confirmed its five millionth case of COVID-19. Experts are concerned the true number of infections could actually be many times higher. That extraordinary number has led to 162,000 deaths. In the UK, the number of daily cases has passed the 1,000 mark per day, which is the target they've been trying to stay under. The death toll has risen by eight, bringing the total to over 45,000. One country starting to make headlines is Sweden. The country has bucked the trend and avoided lockdowns instead of trying to create... Instead, they're trying to create herd immunity. The move has avoided the economic hardships experienced by neighbouring countries, but Sweden has had fewer deaths per million than other countries like Italy, the UK and Spain, which instigated lockdowns. However, the country still has some way to go to achieve herd immunity. The Telegraph reports that in Stockholm, the worst affected place in the country, only 10% of the population had antibodies, way short of the 60 to 80% target. Robert, this is really interesting, the idea of herd immunity. It has been talked about for a little bit, but the idea that they are specifically trying to achieve herd immunity in uh, Sweden is quite interesting. And if it works, will make us all rethink the economic loss we've all endured due to the lockdowns. Yeah, which I agree with you, Rob, there. I think that it's always been a divisive thing, whether we go herd immunity or if we go to, you know, shutdowns uh, and lockdowns. This will be interesting. And I'm kind of happy that there are a country, or there is a country, rather, that is trying that different approach that might work for them. Because whatever happens, it's almost like that this is a global event. So when you think about September 11, that was an American event. We all, you know, we all had pain from it and that kind of thing. But this is almost like it's a global event where we all really need to work together. Yes, we've got a lot of problems with each other and, you know, all that kind of thing. But this is a fantastic move. Uh, from them to see if there is another way that we can all deal with this pandemic. You know, this is the thing. There's no rule book. We don't know how to do it. We don't know how to approach it. Um, You know, Australia and and many other countries approach it in the way of, you know, shutdowns. But I think this is a really good thing. It's interesting, isn't it? Because they faced a lot of backlash from a lot of other countries that have, um, like Queensland is doing with New South Wales and Victoria, shutting the border and not letting anyone through. Um, The chief health minister in that country has certainly faced a bit of a backlash, but in his country has become something of a rock star. Um, Mm. Ben, there have been deaths, and we talked about this on this show. Do you allow deaths for the sake of keeping the economy open or do you try to save everyone? It's a really tough decision. 
I don't, I'm not going to be kept in hindsight once we get through this, and hopefully we do soon, and have a go at the decisions people are making because everyone is trying to do what they think is best, obviously. Yeah, I think you're right. But I mean, at the same time, you know, different countries, different states, all doing different things is kind of like, well, let's have some shared learning. So, yes. you know, not everything is going to apply to, the, to, to every situation, but we can certainly find out if someone's doing better in a different country or a different state, then we can start to adopt those things. I think, you know, it's unprecedented times and we just need to sort of evolve and sort of borrow things from, you know, different ways in, in which this is being tackled. Yeah, look, absolutely. Another thing is, though, Rob, I've, I've got to ask both of you, I think it's a really important thing to discuss or to kind of investigate, and that is we're looking at other countries to see what they're doing, but it's, it's a fact of life that Indigenous Australians, first Australians, have a, you know, their life expectancy is less, they're more susceptible, uh, you know, to illness and things like that. I need to and I want to start hearing about those kind of things. I know that the Northern Territory put in some pretty strict stipulations about going to remote uh, Indigenous yes. communities, but I, I think that that's also a story that we need to start talking about, as well as the, you know, the mental health aspect of, um, of the coronavirus, which we're going to talk about on the show a little bit later. But I, I, I really need to start hearing about that. Yes, it's great to see what other countries are doing. What are we doing uh, you know, for people that we need to help. Yeah, That's, well, I think, I think those another question Indigenous we need to ask. Uh, remote communities are actually doing fairly well, and 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 we will certainly have to relook into this because I'm drawing on my memory at the moment, um, rather sure. than yeah. something what I've just read question? today. I think but... you were going to ask us a, a question. What was the question you were going to ask the two of us? Uh, no, no, I think that that no, that was what I, oh. I just wanted a conversation there. Sorry, I just wanted um, to come, like oh. yeah, just a, yeah. No, you started that conversation by saying, I'm just going to... Yeah, sorry, I'm so sorry. I've literally <laughs> gotten in the middle of the sandwich. I'm the baloney. Sorry. Um, what I was going to say, Robbo, is that uh, there's certainly been no deaths up there, at least recently, um, if at all. And I'm really reaching. I'm going to have to go and check out yeah, the facts sure. here. Um, yeah. So they've had a hardline approach to regional communities and people coming into the Northern Territory. I know we talk about the East Coast more, but WA have uh, essentially been closing their borders and have, you know, really come through this. South Australia is has locked For its sure. borders to um, Victoria, very strict to get across that border. And the Northern Territory has essentially done the same thing. So um, I do believe the cases are minimal up there, but we will have to come back to you on that. Look, uh, while we're talking coronavirus, stop with the self-pitying and get on with telling the truth. That was the blunt message from Victoria's opposition leader to Health Minister Jenny Makakas. Um, McCuckers took to Twitter late Saturday night and posted a long rant regarding the government's response to the pandemic. She said that she was deeply sorry, but humans are flawed. She went on to say that if her efforts weren't good enough, then she apologised. But it didn't wash well with the opposition leader, Michael O'Brien, who echoed the calls of many around the country for the Andrews government to start telling the truth about what's happened in Victoria. McCuckers refused to answer questions in Parliament and continued to echo the government's message that they can't comment because of the current inquiry. Ben, this is interesting to me. We often lament the fact that politicians don't aren't straight up with us, don't apologise, and the moment they do, even if this was a drunken Twitter rant, which I'm not saying it was, but it was a late Saturday night, maybe some drinks were consumed and the truth came out. But when <laughs> these politicians do tell the truth, it's seen as a weakness and we come after them. 
Oh, 100%. I mean, that's why they're such pati particularly unusual characters, politicians. I mean, they kind of chameleonise themselves in some environments. Uh, they tow the company line on others and then give any good politician a couple of drinks. And the next thing you know, they're telling you something completely different. And I can t only tell you this from my experience of being friends with some politicians, and that is they love to drink. And also, they love to spill the tea once they've had some booze in them. So, look, I'm not really that surprised that we're seeing stuff like what we saw on Saturday night. Yeah, and I think you're probably onto something. Yeah, look, I, I look. I've got to say, Ben, I, I understand what you're saying there, but I don't think that any spill, any tea was spilled. Rather, I think that this is what they were going for, and what this minister was going for was, look at me, I'm apologising, and I'm doing this. No, no, no that tickety boo. That's no worries. You've apologised. I understand that. Um, we all want to know answers. This is not an excuse. I think this was piss weak, to be honest. To, to go out there and say, oh, I've tried my best and I'm doing what I'm trying to do and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Answer the bloody questions. What the bloody hell happened in the hotel quarantine? What's happened to Victoria? Don't go in this self-pity, this kind of, oh, I've tried my best and I'm sorry and if it wasn't good enough. That's bullshit. Like, like Rob, surely yeah, you think... That's a defence mechanism. That, that, that's a defence mechanism it, that people but, have. But then she should be voted out. She should be voted out because if you go onto Twitter and go at 11.54pm, which was the first tweet, by the way, very Donald Trump-like, and do this massive kind of thing, but she won't answer questions in Parliament, get the hell out of office. Yeah, this has been, we vote the, these this has been the point where the we Andrews these government has in. let itself down. I've got to say, and I've been very supportive of all governments for the way they're handling it, and I'm, the, I'm willing to give... Dan Andrews and his government the benefit of the doubt, but, yeah, but this ben, this, major sorry, Rob, stuff isn't up... This, this is bullshit to go onto Twitter and go, I'm sorry, I'm like, please, please. No, no, no. You've been asked questions in Parliament. You refuse to answer them. Don't then go on Twitter and go, oh, I'm sorry, and please. Yeah, and I, 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 like, that's not... I agree with you 100%. The problem here is lack of transparency. The head of the inquiry said, no, there's nothing stopping you guys from talking about it. Not a problem for exactly. me. And they're still saying, we can't talk about it because of the inquiry. You know, the journalists are turning on Dan Andrews because he's not being straight up on this issue. And the fact is, once again, I don't hold Dan Andrews personally responsible for this because other no, states... Uh, other states have hired security guards. Um, we're now hearing a report today yep. saying that a nurse has come out saying that uh, officials were more interested in placating the, um, the people inside the hotels rather than focusing on the pandemic because people were saying, oh, I'm going to self-harm if you don't let me out. So they would let people out for ciggy breaks and all that kind of stuff. And apparently, allegedly, they had an online group where they all gave each other hints on how to get outside time. So the whole thing was a debacle. Uh, so there are a lot of questions by it, but to say that they can't answer them is complete BS. But Having I think that what that, you need to understand, though, that like this is the biggest problem with social media at the moment, and this is the biggest problem with our leaders or people who are in top jobs having these social media apps where they can freely just get out their phones and just tap away after a few, you know, drambuies or a few Quantros or whatever the poison that they're having, and they reach for the phone. I mean, it's a human moment. Yes. And I can honestly say, can the three of us look within ourselves and genuinely answer the question of, haven't you ever sort of had a human moment and tweeted something that you didn't mean to tweet and then tried to but, but No, no, but no, no, I, I agree. I, I, I see what you're saying, Ben, but she's an elected official. Um, she, uh, we've all done it, but she's an elected official and she has not 
um, you know, responded to what she's thing. meant this to. So for her to knows. say... You need to understand, no, but I know, but these people aren't superheroes. They are politicians. Well, let's answer real bloody questions. Mistakes, then mistakes right, we know, you know what? Made. We've made then their points. Questions. Can I just make one point about this? I love it. I think every politician on a Friday night should be forced to get on the gear and drink up on a Friday night. They can join us for Tipsy Thursday and then their phones are given them to them without any media advisors and they tweet to their heart's content. So they tell us the truth. They tell us what's going on. Oh, yeah, I did, I did elbow him out. Oh, I hated Malcolm Or Yes, I voted for him to be going out. Yes, I did stuff up on that one. Let them get it all off their chest once a month. But wait, even. wait, Rob. Rob, I've really got to ask you the question. This, to me, you often speak about politicians playing politics in this very yes. dangerous and very yes. scary time. Um, this, to me, and I really want to know your thoughts, this, to me, is absolute classic playing politics when Absolutely. people are dying. Your thoughts on that? I, 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 my only thoughts are 100% agree. And this is where Andrews is letting himself down. I couldn't give a flying toss about Jim's mowing guy coming out and writing a letter that Daniel should resign and sure. all that kind of stuff. I, I have no interest in any of that. But what I do have an interest in is the fact that this government in Victoria has been pretty good. He, he stands at that press conference every day and answers every bloody question put to him and will Absolutely. not leave Ex until the journalists are happy. No, no, wait, wait. No, no. He on, he, except for when it comes... Sorry, no, sorry, sorry. sorry. I mean, sorry, Matt. Oh, no, you're going to pick me up on something. Go on. No, no, I said sorry, no, darling. No. I, mean, I just said sorry, Matt. No, no, please keep going. I'm sorry, Robert. I'm sorry, Robert. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But the point is that this is one issue where there has been a monumental stuff up. It is the one issue that could bring down the government, but they would be smarter if they were honest with the people who want answers I, during yeah. a time in crisis. Absolutely. And this, Absolutely. The, the quarantine issue... We'll destroy the government because they're handling it so badly. They look like they've Absolutely. got something to hide. And perception yep. is everything. Now, look. Yeah, I, I totally look, agree. Before we move on, uh, Aaron, our producer at TV Black Box, has sent me through some figures. So the Northern Territory, Robbo, has had no deaths. It has, uh, I believe it was three cases. It's had 33 cases. Um, and it has... Three active cases. So I think we can say... Isn't, isn't but also that just the, good the, government? The Northern Territory the, the, you know. really is not a multicultural society. It's not a thoroughfare. It's no. basically... Wait, 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 no wait, 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 hold on, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, Hold I was following on. up Why on a question Robo had about the Indigenous people living in the Northern Territory. Indigenous Australians have a lower life expectancy than white Australians. That's fact. Um, what I want to congratulate the, the Northern Territory government, if that's correct, is that they've protected their most vulnerable citizens, which we should all do. I, I, I'm, I've got to tell you, Rob, I, I'm shocked oh, by that right. because... And I believe it, but I'm shocked by it because I thought, you know, we, we have a very dubious... Um, relationship, I guess, with Indigenous Australians, uh, which I hate and I think we need to help them more. If this government has done something to protect the people who are most vulnerable to this kind of virus, I take my hat off to them. I think it's fantastic and it's have such they, a well-done job to protect them. Have they really? Them. So you think that the what, Northern Territory sorry, Rob, the way that that state... Rob just, said, Rob just said that there's been no deaths. 
Rob yes, just know, said that they, you know, they've, they've contained the virus. would be the least... This, uh, look, I mean, come on, if we played a game at the start of this, and not that you'd want to play a game with people's lives, but if you had to talk realistically about which states were going to be more likely to have an issue, I mean, I would have picked Victoria straight away. And it is because it no, is a, but, a thoroughfare. No. It is because of the multicultural no, society. I, it is because of the culture no. of Victoria. And I, no, well, what? the point is well, what? that the majority of Victoria is You're honestly going to tell me that the state premier white. of the Northern Territory did a better job than Daniel Andrews? I, I don't think this was yes. the argument at yes. all, people. I, I think that wasn't the argument. That now, wasn't the argument. What I'm saying is that Victoria is... No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I was just congratulating the fact that the Northern Territory protected and, and the vast majority of people who live in the Northern Territory are Indigenous people who live in remote communities. They are susceptible to, uh, you know, diseases like the flu and stuff like that and diabetes and all all of that kind of thing, uh, more than we are. So I, I yeah, I, I, they protected their citizens in a way that was correct. There's been no death. The bell, the Rob, bell. stop that. Okay. No, no. We, we've totally more? gone on to an bell? issue. This is not a state versus state on who has the fewer deaths. This is a question that was asked about Indigenous Australians. We've answered that question. The Northern Territory are doing a great job. I have openly said, Ben, that Dan Andrews has done a great job except on this quarantine issue. I actually think you two are getting your wires crossed and arguing about something that doesn't need to be argued about. Like, it's not... It wasn't a question over who's performing better. It's easier for the Northern Territory to isolate itself with a smaller population sure. up in the top yeah, end yeah. of Australia 100%. than yep. it is for 100%. Melbourne and Victoria. So yep. it, it's a null and void argument, which is the only reason I'm ringing the bell, OK? okay. Because there are bigger issues to talk about than deaths. Because... The coronavirus has killed hundreds of thousands of people, brought economies to their knees and has divided the world, but it also seems to have created more porn ad addicts. Yes, this is the big story we needed to get to, people. Trying to be light and humorous there. Wow. Whew. Many rehab centres and counsellors have come out and said they're seeing a massive increase in people reaching for help and COVID-19 is to blame. With more time on their hands no pun intended, people are increasingly searching for movies that are a little, let's say, blue. Not only is it creating issues for the person addicted, but it's also bringing a sour taste to many in relationships. I wrote it, sorry. Yeah, I, I, wrote it. I wrote it, I wrote it, I wrote it, I wrote it, sorry. Um, ben, does your work from home affecting your partner? Is there an issue? No, I've, I've watched porn uh, no differently before quarantine than, I, than during quarantine. I love your honesty. Uh, and, I just, and like, you know, I, I can understand that with people having more time on their hand. Now, I don't want to throw my hairdresser under the bus, but my hairdresser, I won't say, I won't say where he works, but he watches the show, so he'll, he'll enjoy this. But he was saying to me, when he was cutting my hair after the first lockdown, he goes, how did you go in quarantine? You know, with, you know, the first lockdown. And I was like... Oh, yeah, all right. He goes, did you masturbate a lot? And I was like, no more than usual. He was, like, <laughs> he was like, I was masturbating up to three to four times a day. And I was like, wow, you know. And I didn't even dawn on me that with all this free time that people would be, you know, taking the master of their domain to the next level. So... Anyway, my hairdresser, thanks for cutting my hair. Doesn't look nice. <laughs> that oh could God. be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, just, I just don't know how you're at the hairdressers and get to talking about that. 
Oh, look, I have an open relationship. Oh, no, that sounds bad. I have an open policy on conversations with a lot of people, and yes. I enjoyed his honesty. I, I enjoyed his honesty on that. But, look, I'm not surprised, but I would say that this topic of conversation is in the news because, you know, a lot of people are now suffering from porn addiction. So, Well, this is the serious side of it, and we, we've had a laugh, yes, but um, this is the point, Robbo, that... Uh, people not being able to get out and mingle are actually, you know, uh, turning to the internet and becoming addicted to it. Do you know, Rob and Ben, one, one of the biggest killers of older people and also, you know, increasingly other people in that demographic is loneliness. So if we can be serious about this for a moment, um, okay. there's this element of that people are alone, that, yep. that, that people are sad, that the people... Uh, are, are reaching out to do these kind of things. Uh, and then there seems to be this element of you're gross or gusting, but the, the, the point is that the majority of people, whether they're male or female, watch porn. They look for porn. This is a thing where sure. humanity needs to come together and go, hey, you're alone, um, you know, you're doing this more and more often, we're here to help you. It should not be something that we look down on. Um, because when you think about it, more and more, um, you know, people live by themselves. Neighbours don't look after neighbours. Um, you know, we, we've this is, a, you know, an extreme way, but going... Uh, people who have passed away... People who have passed away have been in their, you know, apartments for a long time. They haven't been checked up on. This all goes back to that thing of just wanting human contact. Now, if you're getting a porn addiction, you know, go and get help, and that's really good. And I, I think it's wonderful that all of these people are going to get help. But it, it creates or it, it puts a spotlight on a, on a bigger issue, and that is that people are lonely. People are lonely, and I agree with that, Robbo, and we've just lost your signal a little bit there. But um, people are lonely, and one of the people other interesting stats about... Already People, one of the interesting stats about the um, aged care homes actually is that they actually, um, STD rates are actually very high, Ben, in, uh, in, uh, in aged care really? homes. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's because um, whether it's through dementia or whatever, there's actually a lot of sexual activity going on in aged care homes. This is something we actually don't talk about. And, um, yeah, they actually find that STD oh. rates are very, very high in aged care homes. So, you know, well, everyone's look, looking I for a bit of love. don't even know. This was a mixed show bag from the Royal Melbourne show of crazy that I didn't expect to have to this conversation <laughs> You learn today. so many things but, on the uh, Ben Robin Robbo show. I, I learn a lot. I learn a lot through and uh, yeah, my thoughts are with those people um, addicted to porn. Well, and, and also my thoughts are with the people that are lonely. We're right here for you. And if you need a little bit of hammer hummer, I'm not your man. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> my God. <clears throat> All right. Are you okay? Sorry. It's funny. Just saying, funny. asking Robbo if he's okay. Let's move on to the next uh, topic. Can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> All right. The AFL is in damage control after a groping incident was caught on tape showing several players inappropriately touching another teammate. This report from 10 News will bring you up to speed. Nick Vlosten is a Richmond star. Richmond's number one, Nick Vlosten. A two-time Premiership winner. 
But after Tuesday's win on the Gold Coast against the Brisbane Lions, the broadcast camera catches him reaching towards teammate Mabio Chol and apparently jamming a finger in his anus. Chol appears shocked. He's no longer clapping along with the team, but instead tries to make distance from Vlosten, only for Vlosten to pepper him with hits to his genitals. On camera, after Tuesday's game, we counted eight hits to the genitals by Vlosten against Mabio Chol. And just the week before, Chol endured similar treatment from another Premiership teammate, Jaden Short. Chol appears to tell Short to back off, only to cop another flick below the belt. Richmond coach Damien Hardwick told us via Zoom he had no knowledge of the incident before cutting the conversation short. Thanks for your questions, Hugh, but we'll uh, move on from that. And um, if we have any more questions about the footballer game, we'll go from there. Thank you. Now, in a new twist, despite telling reporter Hugh Remington that he didn't know about the incident, Richmond coach Damien Hardwick admitted he did in fact know when he appeared on Fox Footy. We admit it's not a great look for the game. We were disappointed. And the fact of the matter is we spoke about it about two days earlier, so we thought we'd nipped it in the bud. And obviously yesterday happened and we, we had to deal with it again. But, look, we, we don't... Uh, we condemn the behaviour, if obviously that makes sense. And But once again, we'll support the individual. It's all about education from our point of view and it's in the, the eye of the beholder. So... We'll continue to educate our players and continue to learn from it. A bit to unpack here, Robert. Not only has he lied to the media and tried to cover this up, but the coach is saying this this behaviour is in the eye of the beholder. Um, is there any doubt this man, this black man, has been targeted by his teammates? Yeah, Rob, look, this is the thing. How, how many times have we heard that there's locker room banter? Let, let's just be honest about this. The, this idea that this is so shocking uh, that, you know, a, a, a sports person touches the, the bum or the balls or whatever of another sports person, this blows my mind. Whether it's right or wrong, this is what happens. That's where the term locker room banter comes from. This is the thing I want to talk about. The player who was grabbed or groped and had a bit of fun and laughed and whatever, let's hear from him. Let's not always hear from these social justice warriors going, well, that's wrong. Now, if he thinks it's wrong, no, no, if he thinks it's wrong, then let's hear from him. Otherwise, this is what boys do. Hang on, Robert, you can't hear from him. He's under contract. The PR people would be telling him, you're not to get into this, you're not to talk about it. You know, like, he has a contract on the line. But I will tell you, Sam Newman has spoken out about this issue, and we have his tweet, if you can bring it up, Amanda. He has said, (laughs) grabbing someone on the crotch in the rooms after a victory is hardly being groped. Just mean the lads in question get on extremely well with one another, or they wouldn't have done it. Stop with the cow eyes. I've got to say, Robbo, this guy did not look like he was in enjoying it. He was not laughing it off. He did laugh it off, Rob. If you looked at the vision, he does smile no, he and push the hand them. away. He said, get off. But and that's... up here, look, he ends up speaking to the guy. Like, he's, on, he's in the locker room. He's trying not to be, you know... He's trying not he to... does it again. I, look, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that this behaviour is correct, but for Christ's sake, if, if you've spent any time with straight male sports stars, they do this thing to each other. It's, it's an old joke. Um, if this player in question was actually upset about it, then if I was the you know head of that team, I would get him out there and say, I was upset about it. I would okay. do that. Well... I tell you what, it's up to them what they're comfortable with in the locker room. So 
the AFL needs to have a, dis- a hard look at itself and decide what's appropriate and what's inappropriate because I'm certainly not a sports guy, so I can't talk to that world. But, but I mean, that's the culture of this. This is the culture of playing sport, and I have to agree with Robbo on this, and that is that this animalistic behaviour that happens more often in sport than anywhere else seems to have been acceptable, and it seems to be this natural thing. And I also would like to add to the fact that, you know, Whenever I played sport, no one ever touched me like that. And that was because there was a bit of, you know, uh, and I'm trying to make a serious issue out of this, but like they didn't feel comfortable with me being there. So I was never included in on any of this mateship. Not to say that I needed my testicles touched or that I would have been upset about it, but you know what I'm saying is that there is a culture amongst the, t- the players that get along together, that sure. that's kind of the banter that they have. So you I either get- need to say it's a professional league and we don't, you, and none of this animalistic behaviour that happens in minor leagues is allowed and make it a general rule. All right. Or- then, then the AFL has to say this is acceptable behaviour. They have to make a decision because my biggest issue here is if they want to if they say between the players the players all agree that this is okay then that's consenting adults and no dramas but my issue is the coach owes Hugh Rubington an apology and shouldn't the AFL take action against him for lying he's not exactly setting a good example is he he was asked a direct question and he lied then he later admitted about the fact he lied uh, isn't shouldn't he be suspended? Wait, 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 wait. Should <laughs> should this coach be held up and crucified yes. for the culture that has happened? Wait, for no. the culture that has happened since the dawn of time in men's sport. Now, that's not my issue. Been jokes. My issue is the AFL is trying to run a clean game where you know it's all above board, and the moment the moment a journalist asks a question, their first oh, instinct is to lie about it. But, Did but, but, you Rob, know Rob, about Rob, this assault? No, Rob, I did not. I, I this is the you. first time no, no. hearing of it. Rob, I agree with you. This is why I think this is really dynamic and robust conversation. I agree with you wholeheartedly. What, but I just, I, I just question because that's the culture, and, and, and that's, but that's the I'm not arguing about wait, the culture. Wait, 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 I'm arguing wait, 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 about the cover-up. Okay. I understand that. All right, Angela Lansbury. If that's been, if no, don't just put me down, Ben, because I've got this view. I, I, the AFL wants to be but held to account and wants to maintain yes. standards. You have a senior member, a coach of of one of the biggest teams, so Rob, sitting there saying and lying to the media to cover Rob, up. That's what I want. Rob, that's what I want to ask you. I, 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 I take your point entirely. I promise you I do. What I want to know, and, I, and this is a largely a debate. This is not a gotcha question. This is, you know, if you and I were having a couple of drinks, you know, in the backyard or by the pool, we would have this kind of debate. What I want to ask you is what's that man supposed to do? Because we all know privately, publicly, whatever, that there's this kind of, you know, boy, grab you on the balls, grab you on the, you know, tap you on the ass, and all that kind of thing. That's what happens and has happened for so many years, since the dawn of time. I, I want to know genuinely, and I agree with you as well, what does the coach do when right. asked a question about You be Hugh Remington, ask me the question. So, uh, Coach McKnight, uh, you know, I've got a couple of guys who are touching bums, uh, touching balls. They've done this for... You know, men have done this in the locker room since the dawn of time. Um, you know, is that a bad thing? What does it mean? Look, we, we became aware of this incident two days ago and we're dealing with it internally. There are a lot of questions to be asked. And, uh, you know, obviously locker rooms are very different to the rest of 
outside world, but it is something we have to sure. come to grips with, what the answer is. But, yes, I am aware of it, Hugh. So I guess that's the thing, isn't it, Rob, where you go, look, we're all aware of the bum tapping, the, you know, the, the group showers and all that kind of thing. It comes to a point, I guess, where you've got to... And, and you've just given me this point, Rob. It comes to a point where you go, oh, when do we need to, you know, adjust our way of life? So for years and years and years in the locker room, we've done that, we've tapped, we've punched, we've picked, whatever... But you're right, if there's cameras in there, should that not be a thing of going, well, you just can't do that anymore, boys. You well, just can't thing. do it. You are being judged and stuff. That you know, and, and this is the thing, is cameras want more access. It's, that's a whole other argument. But at the end of the day, of this coach lied to the media as part of a yeah. cover-up yeah. because he wanted yeah. to deal with it internally, didn't want it to become public, got caught out, <clears> and <throat> I think, sorry, I think there needs to be disciplinary action against him because he lied yeah to the media. He is not setting the point. example. So now, when one of his players does something wrong, and they lie about it, he can't say to them, you shouldn't have lied about it, because he has done the very same thing. You know, and I think he's you've got to rule by, a, lead by example. I think it's a fantastic point, Rob. I really, really do. And if, you know, coaches are the head, right? So they're the government, they're the head of it, they're the Prime Minister, the, the President. That's it. When what else are they lying about? Change, yeah, that's right. When there's a natural change in what the uh, you know society thinks, they need to be the ones that kind of you know govern that. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There, there's no question on that. Um, this is a big thing that sport, especially in Australia, needs to address. I agree with you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right. Look, still to come, we'll catch up with two of the successful lovebirds from Channel 10's Bachelor in Paradise. And just wait until you see Carl Stefanovic's new TV gig. We'll be talking all things TV with Steve Malk. But first, if there's one thing to be learned from watching Channel 9's Ninja Warrior, it's that I really need to exercise more. But one contestant on the show <laughs> is going from strength to strength and has just made oh, the top eight. Olivia Vivian is taking on the men and showing them what strength and determination can do. Have a look. Can she be the first female into the grand final number two? Look at it go! Olivia Vivian's about to put away into stage two of the 2020 Ninja Warrior. She's done it! Olivia Vivian, you're a legend! You are remarkable, Olivia Vivian! She's crying! We're crying! Take my pulse. Get me an ambulance. Someone help me. What just happened? Olivia Vivian has just posted her best result in the history of Australian Ninja Warrior. It, it gives you chills. It gives you tears in the eyes. Olivia, you are the standout star. Welcome to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Oh, thanks so much for having <laughs> me, guys. Appreciate it. Look, congratulations on making the top eight. It's really, it's a pretty impressive feat when you consider the competition <laughs> you've been up against. 
Oh, yes. man, that course was so tough. <laughs> you know, it's, t it's stage one of the grand finals taken me out the last two years. So racing that clock is never an easy feat. Um, and I'm so stoked to be in stage two, <laughs> finally. <laughs> so tell me, you've competed, uh, you know, in courses that even the male competitors couldn't do. What's that down to? Is it down to dedication? Is it down to strength or both or just because girls are better? <laughs> I think, uh, you know, going into this season, I wasn't exactly in um, my top form. So I did a lot more visualization, actually. And I think that really helped sort of figuring out a plan of what you might do through the obstacle before you actually do it, because we don't get to try it. We don't get to test it. Really? We see it, get told the rules oh, about yep. two hours before we start. And... That's all we got. So, so when we see you on there, that's the first time you've actually done that call. Wow, I didn't know that. That's that's amazing. That makes your uh, your achievement even more amazing. Well done. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it makes it very nerve wracking. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you've been competing against your partner Ben Paulson, but he's also been your coach. You know, pushing you through. Is it a weird dynamic with both of you trying to win the competition? <laughs> first of all. It's weird that people think he's my coach. Um, I know he said, oh. says stuff to me when he's on the sideline, but in all honesty, I can't hear a damn word he's saying. It goes <laughs> but it so certainly comes like across like partner. he's coaching you through. He's certainly offering you a lot of uh, support when you're on mm. those courses. Yeah, we do have a really good communication where we ask each other, what do you want to hear from me on the side? You know, if I am going to stand there and yell... Um, and yeah, I like to be told to remind to sort of breathe and catch my breath and feel my confidence and stuff like that. So, you know, it is, um, it's a dynamic I'm actually really grateful for, especially during the, the show as COVID came in and restrictions started sort of hammering down and they were changing every 24 hours. To have Ben on my sideline and to be on his was actually a really nice support. Um, and I know a well, lot I of other being members... Well, I also think that, uh, you know, being a good sports person is about being competitive. However, uh, he's also made it through to the top eight. Uh, would things have been awkward at home if he hadn't made it to the top eight? Yeah, well, last year he didn't make it past the semifinals and I went to the grand final and it was hard because I wanted to celebrate, but at the same time part of me was really devastated that he'd splashed out. So... To be there, actually, both together was amazing. Um, I would have been heartbroken if he wasn't, just like um, that would be reciprocated. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a tough competitor. And because we have been training together, I know how ready he is for it this year. Well, it was crazy because you two actually went up against you, each other in a, in a trial <laughs> this year, which was just to hit that button. So that was crazy. Look, but let's talk about you because you are the first female in Australia to make it to the grand final stage two of Australian Ninja Warrior after narrowly missing out last year. Do you think you can go all the way? I mean, I know you know the results of this, but let's assume you don't. Do you feel you can go the way? I don't know the result. Yeah, like I've been training for it this year. I think season three, I came in with the mentality, uh, like why don't I go for the top? Why don't I set my goal up really high? But I actually wasn't training the rope climb. And that stage four Mount Midoriyama is no joke. It's ridiculous. And the rope's like <laughs> so much thicker than just an average rope, which makes it even harder to hold on. So it was one thing to say, 
I'm going to win it. I want to win it um, and not train the rope. So this year, both Ben and I have been training that rope because what's the point of saying I'm going to try win the show if you're not actually training the last obstacle. So I know I'm capable. It's just going to come down to um, the mentality and the men the mental side when you're up there and performing because, yeah, yeah it's, it's mentally very brutal. Well, I think all of Australia is on your side because you are just a crackerjack and it's thrilling to watch <laughs> you on the show. Mm. So good luck. I really, I hope you win. I would love to see you take it out. Thanks for coming on the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. All right, now it's time for everyone's favourite grandmother. We welcome in Mrs Robinson. Hello, dear. How are you today? Oh, my God, Robert. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I've got to tell you, I'm an, I'm an emotional wreck after watching the finale of that wonderful uh, Bachelor in Paradise. I, 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 I'm so happy for that happy couple. Uh, <laughs> their name is Genevieve and uh, Greg, I think. But, uh, uh, look, I'm just so happy about them and I can't wait to meet them. Well, they're right here now, Mrs Robinson. Why don't you meet them and take it away? Oh, the lovebirds are here with us. Hello there, my beautiful darlings. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what time it is, but I can certainly no. tell that's kind of a that's a tablecloth uh, shirt that you've got there, uh, my darling. Yeah. Whatever. You, yeah. Um, guys, how has it been since uh, since you've been in, in paradise? Yeah, things have been great. We've um, it's been nine months since paradise, so yeah, we've um, just been enjoying our life together on the outside. I wouldn't mind enjoying my life with you, my handsome man. I've got to tell you that it's, it's been a while since uh, I've had the touch of a man. But let's take a look at your wonderful commitment ceremony. I can't believe you're standing here in front of me. I didn't fall in love with you. I was in love with you the moment you walked through that door. I love you so much. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Where I come from, oh my goodness, that was a lot of tongue there. I, it, it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, let's talk about the fact really quickly, very quickly, darlings. Uh, you both seem to have the same hairdresser in that shot. Uh, is that true? Same hairdresser? <laughs> like for colour? Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, it's the colour, darling. I've, been, I, I've never trusted a man who has the same colour as his wife. Let's move on from that, my darling. Uh, look, um, yeah, well, don't make me prove it, my darling. But uh, look, look, I'm just so thrilled for you two. Um, uh, how is Covered Life treating you? Now, before I ask you, Elise, I, 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 before you answer, rather, I want to talk about the fact that when I was playing the field before I met my lovely husband, uh, who died in the war, uh, you know, it was hard for me to give up the D. Uh, so if, if I can ask you, my darling, first, uh, if it's hard to give up the D and then also to you, Glenn, Greg, whatever your name is, because she got, a, she got your name wrong. Uh, if you can tell me exactly uh, what it was like to give up the V buffet, is it hard to say goodbye to all of that wonderful uh, meat? Um, well, my, my condolences about your husband, firstly. Um, I, I mean, I'm not giving up the day at all, so I'm, like, I'm pretty... 
Now, my darling. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, uh, Glenn, Greg, uh, look, you, your wonderful partner there got it wrong. I want you to tell me what your name is, my sweetheart. It is Glenn with a double N. But I'll go by Greg. I'll go by that. You go by yes, anything. Oh, if a V is involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Let's take a look back at the first time you wonderful people met. Let's have a look at that. I was talking to Mary and I'm like, yeah. Mary, I'm hot for Greg. She's like, Glenn. So, Greg. Do you know? Greg! <laughs> oh my god, you just called him Greg. No, trust me, I've been crowed Greg that many times. No! Look, back in my time, uh, the term honey badger meant a different thing. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it doesn't mean the same good. thing when I'm talking to you at the moment. What changed from the mean girl we saw then to this lovely young girl in Fiji? And, and before you answer, uh, I believe the thing is Beulah. Is it Beulah? Beulah. Bula, Bula. Bula. Um, what changed? Uh, nothing. I was the same person. And I think people watching reality TV just have to realise that people are multifaceted. And She still loves the drama. <laughs> that's a kind way of saying she's still a bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like you only see... Everyone's a, everyone can have a mean word about a colleague. I, don't, I bet you've said a mean word about Robbo in your time. Well, my grandson is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I wouldn't have a, a bad word said about him. I want to ask you about Kira. Oh, even yeah. even when I say it, my darling, it feels like I'm I'm eating absolute World War Two rubbish. Uh, let's have a look at how bitch. How awful that woman was. Let's have a look at that now. I've just been told by a few people that you've been talking about me today. That's not a very good character trait, don't you think? Oh, oh no, <laughs> don't, don't. Like, maybe the, that's a conversation she wants to have with you by herself. I don't want to it's chat not... to someone that I don't know about something that I have no idea about. I feel like it's a group conversation. I don't know anyone here. Some people are just a little bit sensitive, I think. My friends will get her going, oh, she's crying. And then there's Kira, oh, she's a bitch. But like, I'm used to it, whatever. You never met me before though. Yeah, but I've communicated yeah, with you on Yeah, but you know what? Mm, nah, we're done, okay? Oh my gosh. No, we're done. <laughs> well, we had a particular way of dealing with those kind of women back in my day, but we won't talk about that now. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn? Hello, yeah. my darling. Uh, let's just say that there's been quite a drought here, uh, but you bought some moisture that hasn't been for a while, my sweetheart. Uh, oh. You're a wonderful, <laughs> handsome young man. Uh, you've got no tattoos. Why, why, like, why is this wonderful woman lucky to be with you? And, and also, quickly, uh, if, 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 if she's not, you know, pulling her weight, I'm... <laughs> I know someone who can <laughs> who can help you uh, well, help you out with whatever you need. I'll be on the phone yeah. to Robinson, so um, yeah, she'll be on a tight leash here. And yeah, if she does slip up, I know who to call. <laughs> you better yeah, believe, I think we'll believe it, my darling. 
Well, I'm just going to say, yeah. uh, like, paper towels to aisle studio here uh, because it's yeah. very... Uh, oh, my God. It's like the, the, the great flood. Uh, look, both of you, you're beautiful. I look at you and I think, oh, that's me and my husband. Uh, obviously, I looked a little bit more like Glenn uh, than uh, my husband did. Uh, but you are both wonderful. We are so happy. We're so proud of both of you. The love is clearly there. We wish you all the best. And I was married to my husband for at least 80 years, uh, and I hope that you also uh, can enjoy that kind of wonderful, uh, wonderful life. You two, give us a kiss really quickly. On the lips. On the lip. No, no. Sorry, what I liked there was that Glenn gave me a kiss <laughs> before he gave, <laughs> before he gave you, so I guess... <laughs> What's your phone? I'm worried about this. <laughs> well, Glenn, I'll let you know my phone number after this. Uh, this. Uh, oh, little segment. I'm about to drown here. Uh, look, uh, you guys, you're both wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us here on the uh, the Ben Robin Robo Show. My grandson is thrilled that you could do it, and best of luck to you. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. It's the Ben. Oh, Robert, it's the Ben. Oh, Mrs. Uh, Robinson. Uh, I oh, think you're what? in there. <laughs> Sorry. I hope something else is in there, actually. But uh, it's been a while. But, uh, Robert, back to you. And I, I love my grandson. I love you. And you're all wonderful. But uh, I've got to go and see what Glenn's Instagram is doing. <laughs> Bit of inspiration there for you, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, so can, can I just confirm something? Did you say you'd been married to your husband for 80 years? I Look, darling, I did. But didn't he uh, die yes, in the war? It, it, well, have you well, got your storyline right, like Mrs. Robinson? Have no, you got your background? It certainly felt like 80 years. Oh! It certainly felt like 80 years, my the, darling. The woman bye, dividing bye, bye, the internet. All right. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Now it's time for our random live shot of the day. It's the random live shot of the day. Where are you going today? You never know where you'll end up with the random live shot of the day. And today we're taking you to Santiago, Chile. I don't know what accent I was saying there. Uh, mostly sunny, top of 17 degrees with a low of 5 degrees. Santiago, Chile. No, I still haven't got it, have I? Santiago. No, Santiago, Chile. No, okay, I don't know. All right. Terrible. Uh, sorry? Terrible. <laughs> Let's move it's on to the feedback coming through. Uh, Amanda says Sweden's economy still took a tank too high, though, so they didn't get the payoff for keeping everything open. Well, uh, yes, in some ways, Amanda, but their, um, the hit they took was much lower than other countries, uh, nearby countries, and you've also got to remember the economic impact of exports um, that also suffered because of the economic downturn in those other countries that they export to. So... Then we've got Malcolm uh, saying, thank you, Rob. I was wondering when the bell would appear. Madsen says, one thing for sure, there is a lot of happy endings as a result. This is where we're talking about um, the addiction to porn <coughs> due to COVID-19. People want attention release. That is how they are going about it. Um, Janelle says, Robbo is spot on. Loneliness drives one to addiction, whether it's to alcohol, drugs and or masturbation. Thank you for bringing this topic up. Nicole says, isn't it sexual harassment in the workplace? Those in the wrong need to be dealt with. This is about the AFL groping incident caught on camera in the locking room. 
Mary says this is what boys do is a classic excuse for sexual assault. Male or female, there should be no difference. Michael says you can't just say that because he doesn't have a problem with it. It, ma it doesn't make it wrong, honestly. Michael says also that's not what you asked. I know it wasn't, uh, Michael, but I believe the answer we gave was an answer that that coach could have given Rebecca says, what would be, what would the opinion be if this was happening in women's sport? Men or women, it doesn't matter. And don't lie to the media. Yes, I like that answer. Mrs. Robinson, beautiful, says Claire. Beck agrees. <laughs> I love Mrs. Robinson. Janelle says, I've never watched BIP or Bachelor in Paradise. I'm very confused about this interview. Lol, lol. Amanda says... I did watch it, and I am confused by this interview. <laughs> and then we've got Mary who says, good grief, so inappropriate, cringing. It's fair to say, Robbo, that Mary is not a fan of Mrs Robinson. All right, time to well, move Mary on. Well, Mary can get... Hey, it's time to talk TV with the co-editor of tvblackbox.com.au, Steve Malk, thank you for joining us once again. Hello, oh, Malky. Good morning, afternoon, Ben, Robin, Robbo. This is the first time I've got to see Mrs. Robinson, and goodness gracious me, that was a thing. <laughs> you want her number? Malk, do you want her number? <laughs> Mate, I'm not getting very much. I've got two kids. I've done it twice. I need something to do. <laughs> uh, Malk, there's been a bit of controversy about the new Helen Reddy biopic set to air on stand. Uh, there has been some controversy, Rob, broken by your good self on the TV Black Fox website. Story that the man that helped write Helen Reddy's big hit uh, has been effectively written out of the story. The upcoming biopic on uh, Stan, I Am Woman, talks about her career and, of course, her coming to international stardom as much as anything around the, the feminist movement through the 60s and 70s and that song, I Am Woman, and, and how it became a real anthem for women to find their strength and their opportunity. And it turns out the reality of the story uh, is that it was co-written by a dude. Yeah, which is fine, but it's the rewriting of history to exclude him from it that's causing the problem. Sure is. Look, uh, you uh, obviously wrote a great piece about it. From your perspective and speaking to the gentleman in question, I mean, it certainly seems like he is in a position where it, it's not the first time that he's been sort of cut out of this story, is it? No, it's um, it, it certainly isn't. And he, you know, he says he's insulted. He says that um, he ha this has been going on for decades. That Reddy refuses to acknowledge his involvement. Um, they've got differing opinions on how the song came to be. But you know, it's he's definitely a co-writer. He's definitely listed on the album, so on the song track. So there it is. Um, ben, we've got more questions for Malky. What have you got? Well, I just wanted to talk a little bit about news. So down here in Melbourne, we have obviously a clear favourite news service. Malk, do you have something to say about what's going on for news in Melbourne? Yeah, the ratings are in, Ben, and uh, Hitch and the crew at Nine News Melbourne have taken out the win. They are the most popular news service for 2020 uh, in Melbourne, which is a, a huge, you know, congratulations to that team. Uh, now, I will say that that doesn't mean that, you know, seven aren't in the hunt. They certainly are. However, Nine have cleared it already at this point. Uh, Peter Hitchner and his team have done a great job, you know, sort of in that Sunday to Thursday time slot, and of course, the weekend news following through in the same way. This is the the second win for Nine News uh, in a capital city this year already. They've already claimed Sydney. And with Brisbane not far off, it puts the networks in an interesting position where Nine are going to win 
three of the five capital cities, but won't win the national news. You know, Mark, I just want to quickly say, Peter Hitchner and uh, Joe Hall, they spend a lot of time within the community. Do you think that the fact that they do do a lot of work within the community around Victoria and Melbourne, do you reckon that has a lot to do with their success? Oh, I think that their profiles are only benefiting from the fact that they are as engaged with the community and social media as they are. Um, Peter Hitchin was yeah. one of the first newsreaders that I connected with when I got on social media, and he's been nothing but generous with his time uh, and his commentary, and, and it's been wonderful to get to know him in just that kind of very uh, simple way. Uh, very obviously, when we talk about the 6 o'clock news, it's about trust, it's about understanding, and it's about knowing your community. And when you're as engaged yeah. as you are, as Peter and Joe are, I think it pays off. We're seeing it in the ratings. Well, Mocky, look, I, I've spent all of my career pretty much in the breakfast time slot, so that's the one that I love. What's been happening there? It's more important than prime time, right? <laughs> well, look, there's certainly some executive producers of breakfast television that will tell you that's the case. Uh, one of them is sitting on your panel. Uh, it's an interesting position because we know Sunrise have been dominant for, look, I think it's nearly 20 years. They have been on top yeah. of the ratings, challenged most recently by today, was about four or five years ago, I think, in, in the past iteration of Carl and Lisa. Uh, yeah. Now, we, with this coming back and all of the sort of issues that have been having around casting on today, a lot of people are trying to paint it as things are dire and everything's going poorly at Willoughby. That's actually not the case. Uh, the past four weeks, today have won uh, in Brisbane by not just a little bit, by a reasonable margin. So they're making real inroads into the Queensland state capital. They're also doing some good business uh, in Melbourne as well, which is interesting, and also in Sydney. But I think it was last week on Friday, they won, I think it was Melbourne and Brisbane, head and shoulders ahead of Sunrise. But Sunrise, of course, very strong uh, through Adelaide and Perth and, and with very strong follow-ups uh, in places like Sydney meant that they took out the win uh, but it's not all bad news for Nine and for Carl and Ellie. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Rob. I mean, I, if, if I talk for him, maybe that'll help. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rob and I yeah. love Mulk. I, I was going to say, oh, God, I've done it again. Um, I was going to say, Seven would obviously make the point that Sunrise is still number one very dominantly. But yes. before we go, and we are running out of time, which I'm always saying around this time, Carl Stefanovic mm -hmm. has landed a new gig. He has. He popped up uh, uh, sitting alongside as a correspondent for Leo Puglisi, the Channel 6 News, uh, co-hosting and, and doing some crosses for him uh, just the other day. Yeah, right. Did a great yeah, job too, by the way. Maybe there's a future in journalism for Carl. Maybe. Uh, you know, and good of him to do that. Good of him to do that. Well, Mark, we always love your insight. We'll be coming back to you again this time next week or earlier even, depending on the rundown of the show, which changes every day. Thank you for being with us, sir. We'll see you next you, uh, Monday. I look forward to seeing you at 2.55 next week. <laughs> All right. You can see Mark or hear Mark on the TV Black Box podcast, which will be dropping tonight. We are recording a new episode tonight. Ben and Robert, we got to go. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Ben, Rob and Robbo, Ben, Rob and Robbo, Ben, Rob and Robbo Show. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.